we have one of the best shows I think you're going to see ever, maybe. Uh, really great show. And so take your cup of coffee uh, or tea or latte or whatever beverage you like. I like black coffee. And join me with a marketing moment. Mm. That's wonderful. Okay, so I see some people. I see some hearts. Really great. Let's get over to the news. Oh, some great stuff today. Talk radio seeks clarity as YouTube U-turns on ban. It turns out that there's a Rupert uh, Murdoch-owned radio station that talked about COVID. Good morning, Keith. Talked about COVID, and apparently YouTube just knocked them right off, turned off the channel, okay? And the... The radio station said, we urgently await a detailed response from Google YouTube about the nature of the breach that's led to our channel being removed from its platform. How did we breach the rules, not the data breach? Talk radio is uh, Ofcom licensed, regulated broadcaster, has robust editorial controls in place to take care, uh, to taking care to balance the debate. But YouTube really didn't answer they just said you talked about COVID-19 and something you said didn't agree with the World Health Organization or something they didn't really say what they didn't say anything Uh, I had that problem with LinkedIn they said I'd done something I don't know what still don't know what I wrote to them over and over and over and over Uh, management people marketing people that I know there Never did get an answer. They told me that it was a proprietary, it was proprietary information, what I had done. I said, oh, so you mean some AI thing threw me out? Seems like it did. Anyway, the incident throws a spotlight on the growing power wielded by big tech. Okay, they subsequently explained that the ban arose from concerns over the station's COVID-19 coverage. Now, I happen to have a degree in in philosophy of science and an undergrad in history of science. And I can tell you that science moves along a rocky path. And, for example, great example, have you heard the story of the doctor in Vienna? I don't know if he was a doctor. He was a, hotel, he was a hospital manager. And you noticed that the, the, the doctor's maternity ward had five times the mortality of the uh of the midwife's mortal, uh, maternity ward. There were two separate wards. There was the poor folk in the in the in the in the uh, midwife section, and there was the rich folks in the doctor section. The rich folks had five times the mortality, and he tested all kinds of things. He didn't know what to do. Uh, he tested the route the priest took to mourn the dead with the bell ringing and the incense going. He tested all kinds of stuff. Finally, he took a vacation. He couldn't figure it out. And then one of his friends got the same disease that the doctor-assisted women were getting, and he realized it wasn't just a it wasn't just a a baby delivery thing; it was something else. And then he it occurred to him that maybe it was because the doctors were coming to the maternity ward after doing autopsies, and maybe they should wash their hands. And you say, oh, great, science triumphed. That's not what happened. He got fired because the doctors didn't like the blame being placed on them. 
And eventually he went insane, died in, in a mental institution. And it was 50 or 70 years later that anybody re-evaluated washing your hands. It's a hospital in Vienna. Check it out. You know, if you don't like this content, check it out. Vitamin C. Linus Pauling. 20 or 30 years he fought saying vitamin C has benefits. We could take vitamin C. All the experts. All the experts. What about the food pyramid? What about breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Well, that stuff's false. What about eggs? <laughs> eggs have cholesterol. No, they're not even... Your body makes cholesterol. There may be some connection between eggs and cholesterol, but it turns out that that's not what's going on. Half of what you know from the established consensus is completely baloney. We won't even have to start getting into it. Three-quarters of the government bans on Alar or on DDT or on everything else have been overturned. It wasn't any science. My goodness. So anyway, what's the danger? The danger is the censorship. In a free market, you may get experts who differ. You will. In real science, you will always get experts that differ. You will never get consensus, not 100%. And science, this is philosophy of science, this is my master's thesis. I think it might even be available online. You can get it if you're right. Science progresses by the fight. And it's never settled soon. It takes a long time. Copernicus's theory of the sun at the center of the solar system was around for some 70 years. He published in Polish and somehow Galileo could understand enough of it that he went look, aiming his telescope up at uh, the moons of Jupiter and could actually see them moving around Jupiter. Now I don't know why we didn't get where the moon was going on our own planet but it worked better watching them go around Jupiter and he would have been okay except he published in Italian instead of Latin. If you would have published in Latin, nobody would have cared. And he thought, ah, the Pope was my roommate in college, I should be okay. Everybody blames the church for that. It has nothing to do with the church. The Ptolemaic system was still more accurate than the Copernican system for something like 180 years until Laplace came along. I know, you don't care about this stuff. Let's go on. Okay, digital, <clears throat> according to Joe Mandesi at Media Post, is going to be is going to be 40% of media industry content spending. In other words, when they make a movie or something, and they make a movie for for Netflix or something, the, 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 the amount of money keeps going up where they release it on digital. Okay? And you can see this is going from 2013, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I don't watch regular TV anymore, you know, because I can get TV on my computer, and I can see it better. Because my glasses, it's right there. I can put on headphones. It's all right there. It's really easy to do. <clears throat> Anyway, I don't know if this proves anything except that digital is always promoted as dun, 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 dun. Digital is everything. Uh, here's another interesting story about digital uh, that people have forgotten about. This is from today. <laughs> okay? I love, I love the hustle. Uber was swindled out of $100 million in ad spend, and no one's talking about it. And I thought, geez, I forgot about this. In 2017... Uh, the, there was a internet watchdog op organization called Sleeping Giants, and they were saying that Uber was wasting their their ad budget by a hundred million dollars in fraud. 
And so they, so Uber said, okay, we'll cut 15 million worth of ads. No significant drop in user acquisition. And then Uber started auditing their ad partners. And they said, gee, some of them are telling us the number of daily ad clicks is higher than their number of total active users. <laughs> Slimy practices like spying on users. Oh, my gosh. Then claiming credit for the, organi the organic signups. 99% uh, of pro... So Uber then cut two-thirds of their $100 million ad budget with no negative effects and launched the first major ad, ad fraud lawsuit. Up to 99%, up to 99% of programmatic ad spend is being wasted, says digital marketer and independent fraud researcher Dr. Augustine Fu. P&G cut $200 million in digital ad spend and increased its reach. Chase dropped 99%, 395,000 websites from its display ad network, and so no business change. 395,000 websites. It said, let's put our ads on websites we believe are real. Instead of letting the, instead of letting the AI just go place the ads. eBay killed paid search after finding that most of its spend went to e existing users. Of course it did, right? Of course it did. I always use eBay, and why would I click the paid search? Their, their stuff comes up all the time anyway. Now, you don't hear this on most channels because digital is everything. Digital is the future. And now we get to the real story. That Ah, this is the greatest. You know, Mark Ritson, every time I think Mark Ritson can't get any better than this, than, than the last article, Mark beats it. This, is, this has got to be the best Mark Ritson article ever. You want a job? Pretend you believe in digital marketing. This, get on... Get on WDMA.org and get this article and send it to your digital natives. Oh, it's just brutal. I'm not going to cover the whole article for you because it's just too much. It's too much, but it's so great. Want a job? Pretend you believe in digital marketing. Okay, and he goes on. He says, it's going to be a rough year. A lot of senior marketing, a lot of great marketing people are looking. Okay. And all you have to do is visit LinkedIn and see that, right? So they bring you in, and it's clear that the job ad, like Batteries Plus is looking for a digital marketing director or something. They're right in town here. They're in Heartland, Wisconsin. I love Batteries Plus. I love going there. I risked life and limb driving my scooter to Batteries Plus through something like nine stoplights <laughs> and several stop signs because I couldn't let it go below like 50 miles an hour. And so I'm zipping between cars and I couldn't, it wouldn't go more than 60. So I'm riding on the shoulder at the, on the freeway. Anyway, just to get to Batteries Plus, who I knew would have a battery. I was out and about, and all of a sudden I couldn't get my 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 scooter to run. Anyway, so I love Batteries Plus, but the but the at you know I'm sure I could help them. You don't have this much love and can't help somebody. And uh, but it's written about got to be a digital got to be digital expert. Okay, so this is the the setup, and this is so great. So Ritson says now I'm going to pose some typical dumbass marketing recruitment questions because he said the person that ran, wrote the ad has no clue about what is going to be what it's going to be what they really need as a company 
right? No clue. So I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going to pose the dumb questions they'll ask. Then I'll show you the correct answer. The one that will lose you the job and then the prudent answer that ticks the right boxes and gets you through the door. This is really important. If you're looking for a job and you're a marketer and you run into this, you know, and it's a 20 something who th I'm getting a lot of super hearts today. It's a 20-something who has no idea that digital is purely tactical. It's one tool in your arsenal. you you got to read this. Okay, ready? Take a seat. Did you get here okay? The correct answer, parking is murder around here, but I found the office no problem. Thanks. The prudent answer, this is, illustrates the whole article. Using Google Maps, I use, I, I use Waze, the number one navigator in the world, not Google Maps. Although Google owns a big share of Waze. So you'd be even better off, Mark, saying, I use using Waze, digital navigator, especially with the new Street View functionality. Everything's so easy. I just love the intuitive way the code guides you to your location. Now, there's a lot I hate about Waze. Like if you type in, if you, if you yell at it and say, give me a Cracker Barrel near me, it could send you 800 miles away doesn't have a good proximity sensor and some other things but other than that I really do use it as you know the role of senior marketing manager at Acme will require someone who can develop then execute a digital marketing strategy does that sound familiar now Mark's point is don't try to educate this person on how dumb that question is that will kill you that will just kill you the correct answer <laughs> This is what you don't say. This is what I would say. No, because if you ever develop a digital marketing strategy, I, if, if I ever develop a digital marketing strategy, I clearly have no idea what I'm doing. For starters, the digital prefix is inherently tactical in nature. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm completely familiar with various digital tactics, that they, what they can and can't do. They add considerably to my tactical arsenal, but before I get to that stage, I'm going to focus on marketing strategy that does not need any digital prefix. <laughs> when it needs clarity and choicefulness on the key strategic questions that Acme face, what it needs is clarity and choicefulness on the real strategic questions they face. Now, here's the prudent answer. I wish I could lie like this. Mark is brilliant. If you want a job, you need to lie like this. <laughs> Prudent answer. Yes, of course. I think digital marketing strategy is the core of every successful company these days. It's about being digital first. Marketing has changed more in the last five years than in the previous 50. You could say 500 probably. As a digital native, I see those changes firsthand, and I know the old approaches to marketing are dead. Dead, I tell you. Oh my gosh, you know, this is so great. There was one of my favorites was down here. Agile was good. This one was best. As you know, our CMO is very, <laughs> I can't read this with a straight face. As you know, our CMO is very big on insights. She's especially keen on social listening, big data, then using AI to make sense of it all and come out with a total 360-degree view of the market. Is that the kind of approach you see yourself fitting into? <laughs> this is the answer I'd give. 
No, I already had my doubts about your CA, CMO. She can't. She sounds like so many CMOs that talk a good game, but cannot find their bottom with either hand when it comes to doing the job. <laughs> Social listening is cool, but unrepresentative. Uh, it's an unrepresentative real-time barometer of brand sentiment. Yeah, because it's a self-selected sample set for one thing. Oh, by the way. You should look, but you should never let it be more than 5% of your insight pool. Big data, on, as well, is mostly a pile of BS, and you know it. <laughs> Most people know it. You always want good, robust, quantitative data, but don't underestimate the small data. And by that, you know, Mark's been really clear he, uh, about focus groups and getting out there. Get your ass out of the office and into the market to hang out with consumers. Talk to frontline teams. See that, yeah, like customer service ask them what people are saying your products only in the spaces that matter the sites of purchase and consumption that's where you want to go look right and if you're into direct mail you're actually trying to sell something you know and ai this is great spare me it just means a computer program <laughs> well i wouldn't quite say that but you know we need an app that turns every marketing reference to ai into computer program but then people like your CMO would be unhappy because they use concepts like AI to sound smart and futuristic, not because they have the faintest clue what it means or how to go about making it actually happen. And here's the prudent answer. And I talked about personalization yesterday, and this is as good or better than everything I said. <laughs> I said just absolutely right. My gosh. But let me read this prudent massive fit. This is about the AI and the CMO. I think if we can apply artificial intelligence to big data that comes from social listening, we can understand everything. I see no need for any other form of research. It's about turning insights into action in real time. All data is historical, remember from yesterday? Okay, so anyway, this is, oh my gosh, this is great. Oh, this is great. Oh my gosh. So anyway, go to WDMA.org. You can you can subscribe for free and get the show notes every day. And this one is is on its own worth subscribing. Take another sip. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Especially because I cover Mark Ritson, who really is smart. Man, oh man. Killer, Mark. I, I'll flag him today on this one. Man, this was great. Have a great day. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.